0: Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn Speaker, and available for download on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can reach out to the show, RichSportsTalk, at gmail.com or on Twitter at the handle at RichSportsTalk. So we're going to get into a little bit of another fun segment that we've been doing, the Hot Seat Specials uh, here at Week 16. Now, we're going to do a special wrap-up after uh, Black Monday in the NFL but I just wanted to leave – it's a little bit of a primer before uh, Black Monday. I just wanted to get you my current list of top five coaches that I think will be fired in the NFL, five being the least likely and one being the most likely. Now, I'm going to throw in some little little precursors to this. Number one, we already know Doug Marone is, rum- is going to be coming back. I've seen multiple reports saying Jacksonville is bringing him back. So that is why he is not on this list. Another guy who's on this list who – I'm sorry, that's not on this list. That some people should say will be is Joe Philbin, uh, of the Green Bay Packers. And the reason I exclude him is look, he's a he's a filling coach. Uh, I I know it could be interesting with Greg Williams. I I think there's a good chance Cleveland stays with him. But let's be honest, Philbin is basically a holdover. I don't think he has really any shot to be the next head coach it doesn't feel like it It feels like green bay is going to go out of their way to get a good offensive mind for aaron Rodgers. so and this wasn't a guy who started the season as a head coach so this is one reason why i've excluded him off the list so for people looking for marone philbin this is why they're excluded from the list in case you're wondering well wait a minute isn't philbin gonna get fired he's only gonna coach green bay the last two games well yeah well yeah that that's why he's not on the list so We're going to get into the list right now, starting with number five, Steve Wilkes at Arizona. Hell, look, I usually say that NFL coaches, they get at least, at least one season, but the reason why I think Steve Wilkes could potentially be fired in Arizona is very simple. It's the quarterback. Of all the rookie quarterbacks this season, Josh Rosen has struggled the most, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with the offense. I mean, unlike a lot of these guys, he does have a good running back in David Johnson. And even though Larry Fitzgerald is not the same receiver, he's a good security blank to still throw to. This team's going to have the number one pick in the draft, and they have not been good. And I also think there's another factor that we're not considering. And I've hinted at this before, and I, I'll say this again. I do think Sean McVay is going to get a lot of guys fired because... You look at what he's done with that Rams offense and how he got Jared Goff to really pop as a quarterback really quickly, even though he's struggled the last couple of weeks. I think you're going to see a lot of these owners going to their front office saying, man, why can't our coach do that? And you also look at Matt Nagy, what he's done with Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky couldn't throw more than two touchdowns in a game in his rookie year. And now I still think Trubisky is limited, but he's put him in a position to get the Bears into the postseason. So I think you're looking at a lot of these young offensive guys in the NFL and these coaches and these owners are going to be saying to their front office saying, wait, I'm looking at these young guys in year one. We're seeing their offenses pop. We're seeing their quarterbacks hit. Why aren't we seeing that? And unfortunately for Steve Wilkes, Rosen out of the five quarterbacks right now. I mean, we've seen a lot of great things from Darnold. We've seen a lot of great things from obviously Baker. And we've seen that flashes from Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I mean, of all these quarterbacks, Rosen has been the one that has struggled the most. And this is a move that they're going to have to make. Look, they traded up for Rosen. They're going to have to make him work. So I think that you're going to see a rebuild in this division. But once again, you're in a division with Sean McVay. And it's almost like the Bill Belichick effect in the AFC East. Why has the AFC East had so much turnover during Belichick's tenure? It's because all those franchises, they're looking for the next Belichick. They're trying to find the next great coach to compete with Bill Belichick, even though there's only one Bill Belichick out there. And I think you're going to see this with Sean McVay in some capacity in this division. I mean, you look at the great offensive minds in that division now with Sean McVay and, of course, Shanahan in San Francisco. Right now, Arizona has to be feeling like they're really behind the eight ball. The Seahawks are rebuild is ahead of schedule and they have their quarterback you look at the rams they are loaded on that roster they have their coach and they have a young quarterback and then you also look at san francisco they've played very well despite being shorthanded this whole season and they're going to get jimmy garoppolo back who as the quarterback has done a great job there so if you're arizona you really feel you're behind the eight ball and you got to make rosen work you have to make him work so that's why i think wilkes even if, though it's one season, I think of all these guys, he has the security just because it's one year. But the fact that they're going to be picking first overall, they might just say, look, we're going to have the number one overall pick. If we can find a coach that really likes Rosen and we feel can develop Rosen, we're going to take it. And that's why I think Steve Volks, there's a chance he could be fired. And I don't think it's fair after one year. But once again, it's keeping up with the Joneses. And I think Arizona's going to look at that division saying, Goff's a young quarterback and has a great coordinator. Garoppolo's coming back. He's locked in at San Francisco. And then we have, of course, Russell Wilson, who's still in the prime of his career in Seattle. We have to make Josh Rosen work. And that's why I think you will see Steve Wilkes possibly be fired on Black Monday. Number four, Marvin Lewis. Now, Marvin Lewis is a fascinating head coach because he's the longest tenured head coach in the NFL. And to his credit, he turned around the Bengals when they were an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise. But here's the problem. This team will now has three consecutive nine-plus lost seasons. And we've just seen one of the longest-tenured coaches, Mike McCarthy, get fired in Green Bay. Sometimes with coaches, it just feels like you need a change. In Cincinnati, it just feels like they need a complete reboot. They need to move on from Andy Dalton. They just need to rebuild this entire franchise. Because you look at this division, you look at where Pittsburgh is. Great team with a lot of talent. You look at Cleveland, a good young nucleus with a lot of young talent, and now you look at Baltimore, great defense with a young quarterback. You're looking at two quarter, two teams in this division with young quarterbacks moving forward. I think you're going to see Cincinnati draft a quarterback in the next draft or trade up to get one. Could they go out and get one in free agency to hold down the fort for a year? Eh, it's possible, but it just feels like Cincinnati, and I like Marvin Lewis. I think he's a great coach and a great guy. But just feels like they just need to completely reboot this thing. And they're one of these franchises in the NFL that it's like Arizona. They just feel like they need a complete rehaul. They need to restart from scratch because they're in tough divisions with good young quarterbacks moving forward. They just need a restart. And especially with a young quarterback, I think Lewis could still be a good coach. But once again, this league is turning into young quarterbacks and developing those young quarterbacks. I think you're going to see them go in the draft that direction, and I think you're going to see them go after a guy that can develop that young quarterback. So unfortunately for Marvin Lewis, it just feels like they just need a change in Cincinnati, and unfortunately that means he is going to be moved on from. Number three will be Vance Joseph in Denver. Now there's a couple of reasons for this. I know it's only his second season. And I know he hasn't had great quarterbacks to work with. But John Elway, it was reported, was considering firing him after last season. John Elway doesn't have the patience of some up front offices. He's aggressive. He's aggressive in free agency. He's an aggressive general manager. And I do think you're going to see that happen again. I think he's going to move on from Vance Joseph. Because I think... Like I just said with the Bengals, I think you're going to see the Broncos draft a quarterback. Now, I do think the Broncos had a great draft last year, but I do think they are regretting not taking a quarterback or being more aggressive to move up to get a quarterback, even in the back end of the first round. Because you look at their quarterback situation, Case Keenum is what Case Keenum is. Decent starter, probably a better backup, can probably play well for four or five games, but over a 16-game season, he's limited. This is a young roster. They do need a quarterback. And I think that with Elway, you're going to see him trying to get, once again, a guy. I know I sound like a broken record, but a guy that can develop a young quarterback. And there was talks last year they're going to move on from Joseph. And plus, I think the way the season is ending, where this team, they were in playoff contention a couple weeks ago, but they have just fallen flat. I know a lot of it's been the injuries. But to me, I think the final nail in the coffin came on Monday Night Football on Christmas Eve where they went to Oakland, and it wasn't just bad, it was embarrassingly bad how bad this team executed, how many penalties they had. And look, I understand that they were comparatively a quarterback. Uh, Carr was the better quarterback. But roster-wise, defensive-wise, they were a better team, and they let the Raiders... And that offense, with a lot of secondary and cast-off players, just moved the football against them. And that was just an embarrassing effort on national television on Christmas Eve night. And I don't think that's out well with John Elway. So I think you're going to see a turnover once again in Denver at the head coaching spot, which is why I don't think Vance Joseph will be back in Denver next season. Number two, Dirk Cutter in Tampa Bay. I've, I've been saying this all year. The reason Cutter got the job and why he replaced Lovey Smith was one simple reason. His relationship with Jameis Winston and the development of Jameis Winston. Winston is going to be fascinating this offseason for Tampa Bay. What they're going to do with him. Are they going to move on from him? Are they going to sign him to extension? Because we're getting to that time where they're going to have to commit to him long term and i'm not sure you want to do that because of the off the field issues, the suspensions and the turnovers. One thing Winston has not improved upon is the turnovers. And it's frustrating because Tampa Bay, you've seen flashes, you've seen them make big plays. But we're in a division with Drew Brees, Matt Ryan and Cam Newton. You can't be the fourth best quarterback in that division and turn the football over. So i do think you're going to see a possible reboot, maybe another quarterback, but I just feel like Tampa Bay, the whole cutter thing was the reason he got the job was to develop Winston. He's not developing to the point where they want him to be. So I think they're going to look for a more traditional head coach, uh, instead of an offensive coordinator. And I, and I feel bad because I think he's a very smart guy, but this was a guy I think that was thrown to the head coaching circle too soon, just because he was the quarterback coach and they decided, well, he's really good with Winston. Let's put him in charge. And I, I get the idea. And I, I know I've harped on this in this whole podcast, which is, look, it's all about developing the quarterback. But when you don't develop the quarterback, that means you're going to lose your job. And I think you're going to see that in Tampa Bay, which leads me to number one, the New York Jets and Tide Bulls. It's been clear the Jets are letting Bulls finish the season out. But you've already heard the rumors this week that they were looking into Jim Harbaugh. There's been talk about Mike McCarthy. The Jets are going to have a lot of cap space. They're going to have a top pick in the draft. And they have Sam Darl, who has looked fantastic. He has the best QBR since week 14. They know they have a special player. And they have to get it right. And look, Todd Bowles. I've been higher on Todd Bowles than a lot of people in the New York media. Because I think he's gotten a lot out of this limited roster. And he's never truly had a great quarterback until this season. And he's a rookie quarterback. But the thing with Todd Bowles is is you can just see this thing unraveling. The players keep saying that they want him to stay the head coach, but the results on the field have not been great. He's a sub-20 win coach since losing that game in Buffalo, which cost the Jets a chance to go to the postseason a couple years ago. For Todd Bowles, the other big thing, too, is the discipline. He always talks about discipline, and yet the Jets are one of the most penalized teams in the league, and they had over 100 yards of penalties against Aaron Rodgers. You can't do that. So it just feels like this is the end. I do think you saw flashes of that defense this season, and you see that he's a great defensive mind. And I do think he could be a great defensive corner and possibly a head coach down the line again. But right now, like I said, it's all about the quarterback and it's all about Sam Darnold. And they are going to try to find a coach, whether it's an offensive coach or a head coordinator. I mean, a head coach or an offensive coordinator that can develop Sam Darnold because that is the most important thing about this franchise. That's why you're seeing them look at Mike McCarthy and, I think, Jim Harbaugh. They've gone to the corner well since Parcells, and I think now they're just saying, look, we need to get an offensive guy and preferably a head coach. Worst case, scenario, an offensive guy. So I just feel like Bowles is – and I feel bad for Bowles, but it, it, you can just see the writing on the wall – And a lot of Jet fans I know have wanted him fired for weeks now, and I think the Jets could have possibly put him out of his misery, but this is pretty much done. Bulls is not coming back for the Jets. They're going to move on and get a new offensive coach or a head coach to help develop their future quarterback, Sam Darnold. And unfortunately for Bulls, I do think Bulls will land on his feet. A lot of these coaches, I'm not sure if they can get another job. I think Bulls, if he's fired, he can definitely get a defensive coordinator job. There have been some rumors that Arizona loves Bulls and might consider him to be the next head coach there. So there's a lot of possibilities for him, but I just don't see it in New York, and I think it will be he will be fired the Monday after the season, possibly even that Sunday night after the Patriot game. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us again. I would like to remind you that you can follow the podcast and subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. This is going to be our last hot seat special of the year. But we're going to do a special wrap up after the Black Monday in the NFL to really try to find out which coaching firings are happening, which didn't happen. My reactions to all that. So you, you don't want to miss any of that. So make sure to like and subscribe. But I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Rich Sports Talk.